coping with COVID while dealing with diversity, equity, and inclusion have been huge challenges for businesses over the past year. But that's also true for nonprofit organizations. Donna Murray Brown is president of the Michigan Nonprofit Association and also chair of the National Council of Nonprofits. She is the first black woman to hold either position. I'm still finding myself in 2020 saying that I'm the first, too many times for my taste. And so in five years, what I'd like to see is that we're on the 10th, you know, we're on the 50th. This is Irene Silver with the Vanguard Network. Donna Murray Brown believes that for quite a few years, nonprofits lagged behind the private sector when it came to DEI, but that's changing. Ken Banta, founder and principal of the Vanguard Network, sat down with Donna to talk about that. He started by asking if corporations should be rethinking how they handle their charitable giving. So a lot of uh, Vanguard members are uh, CEOs and C-suite leaders of companies large and small, and many are in the life sciences, many are in tech. Um, should they be rethinking what the community priorities are today in the context of the pandemic and for that matter the uh, various tidal waves of uh, demand for social justice and equity uh, and if they and, and how should they think these things through who can they turn to i think we might need to in this particular environment really reach out to the community to discern whether or not they think it has been a success. So I think asking who you ask if it's successful really is going to make a difference. And the community's voice uh, in this is going to be particularly, um, uh, I think one that, that holds much more weight than ourselves in thinking that we did a, a great job. And so I would encourage that uh, who you ask uh, in, in community is who would be the solid uh, responder to whether or not uh, these initiatives are being successful. The other thing is that many times the information that drives us to making these decisions at the corporate level are rooted in, in data, or they might be rooted in advancement of the corporation's goals and objectives, which may not mirror um, exactly what the community is desiring based on their reaction to their reality. And so I, I think um, with that, the, the notion is here is to, again, to put um, community at the center of the work, but making that um, a commitment that you, that you do that. It is right to ask the community uh, the, the response and to get to the bottom of uh, what the reality is. One of the challenges is who is the community? And so uh, we found, you know, sometimes there are community organizations that uh, say they are the community's voice. But sometimes you dig deeper and uh, you find that uh, the community itself doesn't necessarily see that particular group as representing them. So you've got to be uh, very smart about this and, uh, and really tuned in to the reality on the street. Yeah, you know, really being tuned in is about uh, your approach, right? And so, and so that means going to the diner. That means going to, in some cases, I know in the Black community, that means going to the barbershop sitting in the barbershop and listening to conversations, right? And so there is uh, this notion of not just doing a survey 
not just creating a focus group of people that you invite in because you think those are the right people. It's about actually experiencing community the same way that the community does. And so being in places that might seem unusual or being um, uh, connected to people that might be unusual suspects in community actually give you much more insight on who the informal leaders and centers of influence are, which might surprise you and not be who you thought initially that they were. So it's important to really immerse yourself in, uh, in community. And if you don't, you can, what you can expect from that is incremental change. And for some, um, that's good enough. But I think in this moment, it's calling for transformative change. And that really requires you to, to dig deep and to do some different approaches that might not um, come naturally to you. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, you know, uh, Donna, as I think about this, a lot of uh, very large uh, corporations, including ones that are especially consumer-facing, uh, do that kind of work all the time when they're thinking about their products. And uh, it occurs to me they ought to start doing this when they start thinking about their uh, engagement in uh, community investment, because uh, they have all the tools, but I'm not sure they always use them in this area, which is kind of ironic. It is. I think what I'm finding uh, too, and I, I believe this is happening in, in all sectors, this moment in time is really giving us uh, a quickening, if you will, of, of, of our imagination. So I am hopeful. Maybe we could shift to the topic of, uh, of societal equity, social equity. Do you find that uh, nonprofit organizations uh, not only need to respond to these new expectations, but can they be catalysts for change or are they followers of change? I think personally that the nonprofits were followers in that when it first came out, I think that corporations actually built that in because they found the business imperative very quickly as to why it made sense to be able to have diverse and inclusive and equitable ways of, of getting customers or, or getting clients. In nonprofits, it didn't necessarily translate that way until recently, probably over the last 15 years, did nonprofits start really immersing themselves into uh, D, E, and I, or diversity, equity, inclusion. However, the difference that I found, and especially in this moment, uh, is that nonprofit organizations did not look at diversity, inclusion, uh, and equity as a business imperative, certainly for impact, for how they connect or provide uh, their services to community. But more importantly, they adopted it as a value. And when they've adopted it as a value, it has become more embedded in their culture. And so when it's embedded in your culture, it goes throughout the entire DNA of the enterprise, which I think sometimes is different in a corporation when it's locked into sales or marketing and it's demonstrated very uh, clearly there. However, it doesn't necessarily permeate throughout the entire organization. I think in some cases for certain it has, but I think overall in the nonprofit space, that has been their approach in terms of looking at diversity, equity, and inclusion as a cultural shift within the organization that actually is beyond just their approach, but it becomes who they are. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a kind of interesting uh, uh, observation I've made that uh, some very big companies now have a chief diversity officer or team, uh, which I suppose is fine, but uh, I find in many nonprofits uh, and also very effective companies, it's the CEO who is the chief diversity officer. In other words, it's the essence of the organization. It's not a particular unit. Uh, like kind of like, you know, some companies have innovation units. I've never quite understood what that is, you know, the, <laughs> that they innovate separate from everyone else. One, uh, one question I had, many organizations are naturally going to continue to be headed by people who are themselves uh, 
you know, white middle-class men or women, um, how should they address the diversity challenge uh, in a way that's meaningful inside a nonprofit or any organization for that case? You know, they're probably a bit on the defensive or at least they're um, unsure of, their, uh, of, of how to start uh, and they're acutely aware that they don't represent the thing they're trying, trying to advance. One, it's really about understanding yourself as an individual and your journey and, and really starting starting there. And you don't have to start alone, uh, really. You, as a leader of a nonprofit organization, you can at, begin this process with your entire team. Um, and so it's really starting to understand yourself, your own biases, your understanding your, your perspectives around race and, and equity. So I think that's, that's a really a great place uh, to start. Demonstrating um, authentic vulnerability uh, is really key. And the notion of creating a safe place to have those questions and, and not to confuse safe with uncomfortable. Um, needs to be safe. There shouldn't be rep you know, repercussions for the what happens in the conversation, but it should be uncomfortable. And if it isn't, and if you're, on, if you're not exercising perhaps a, a radical candor as, as, a, as, as a way or a method to approach this, you're probably going to not move along um, the needle of diversity, inclusion, and equity like you want to, and that you need to. I also think that it's uh, it's intuitive. I think uh, for people to say this is uh, because it's racial equity. Let me not take charge of this because I'm not a person of color, and let me kind of um, delegate that authority, if you will, to the person of color that may or happen to be in my organization, which I don't think is necessarily a good approach. Um, one, um, if they're not the leader, I think the leader is the one who actually needs to be uh, leading that work within the organization. And two, it is, uh, it's actually very, uh, very much a burden for a person of color to actually have to hold that and lead that work. Um, certainly, they have a stake in it, and, and they care about it deeply. However, it also is a burden to be able to say, you, who has probably been experiencing oppression, now we're going to make you the leader um, of this. And, and it's, it's really interesting and ironic to even think of it um, in, that, in that regard. So I think while it's intuitive to say, let me get this person a leadership role in leading this. Uh, it's probably not the best thing for that person or for the organization. And then also looking at uh, the, the changes that you're wanting to make start with the individual and collectively you make an organization. And so that, that ability and opportunity is more of a cultural shift, just like anything else that you would do if you were undergoing cultural change management. It's a requirement of everybody uh, to participate and having it being led by the person in the top role of the organization is a way to be able to uh, permeate that throughout the organization evenly. Let's finish up with one last thing, which is uh, what we think success will look like in, say, five years in terms of uh, uh, social inclusion, social equity, racial justice within uh, nonprofit organizations. Is it... Uh, mainly going to be, would you, would you look mainly for attitude change? Would you look for uh, people in positions change, some combination of those things? Yeah, I think um, one of the most important levers here would be about who's in charge. And right now, the sector is primarily women at 74% at different levels, you know, within the organization. But of course, it drops precipitously when you think about who's leading these organizations. 
So that's one thing. Um, I think if we had more um, BIPOC individuals, um, Black, Indigenous, um, people of color leading these organizations who are, have more of the lived experience and, and more proximate to the communities that they're serving, it certainly is logical for that to make sense. And so we've never experienced that. But success for me personally is if I can hear in the next five years that an organization is not hiring their first uh, racially diverse leader. Uh, still today, uh, I'm the first um, woman, African-American woman to lead Michigan Nonprofit Association, also the first African-American woman to chair the National Council of Nonprofits. I'm still finding myself in 2020 saying that I'm the first, too many times for my taste. And so in five years, what I'd like to see is that we're on the 10th, you know, we're on the 50th, but that would be successful to me is who's leading because who's leading shapes and change. Leaders really have the ability to shape culture and make change. And right now we don't have the leadership that's demonstrating the change that I think we all want to see. That was Donna Murray Brown, president of the Michigan Nonprofit Association and chair of the National Council of Nonprofits, speaking with the Vanguard Network's Ken Banta. Podcasts like this one are just one of the membership benefits of the Vanguard Network, which organizes events, publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silber. Thanks for listening.